Please stand for the reading of God's Word. You're getting your, uh, your morning uh, workout here. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. The life was man- made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it, and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, we ask now that you would bless this exhortation. Uh, May your people be edified. May you be glorified. We ask this for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. popular singer Louis Jordan sang in the 50s. He sang, he actually didn't sing this. He, this was the uh, little intro to his song, Deacon Jones. Do you know it? It was a big hit like in 52. <laughs> Good evening, brothers and sisters. I'm very sorry to announce that Deacon Jones will not be present at the services today. He had a slight accident But he wants everybody to be happy because when you're happy, that's what counts. And he goes on to sing a song about this rascal named Deacon Jones. It says here, Brothers and sisters and sisterettes, Deacon Jones sends his deepest regrets to the members of the flock who are new around here. There's something about the deacon I want to make clear. And so he goes on about this deacon who steals money and... uh, is after women and he gets caught and so he takes the money and he he runs but deacon jones message he wants it to be clear is to be happy because when you're happy that's what counts is that what the bible teaches there's some teachers who say that basically right the power of positive thinking you can have what you want if you visualize it, right? If you manifest your thoughts, 
Right? There's some people that teach, the Bible teaches that um, there's no such thing as sin. There's no such thing as death. There's no such thing as disease. There's no such thing as matter. The only sin is the belief in sin. The only sin is the belief in sin, disease, sickness, and death. That stuff's not real. Is that what the Bible teaches? Well, here we have the good word from the Apostle John, the Apostle whom Jesus loved. He said that very humbly, I'm sure. He wrote that very humbly in his gospel, uh, which bore his name, John. John the Beloved. He writes here to another letter to a church believed to be in Ephesus. Actually, to be believed to be, and evidence supports that, uh, uh, that uh, he was writing to the same group of people in Ephesus that, you know, the gospel is disseminated to all the churches, and this letter actually is disseminated to all the churches, but the target audience is to believe, to believe uh, a body of believers in Ephesus. The body was made up of Jewish Christians and uh, Roman Christians. Uh, uh, Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles together. And they had suffered a schism. There were false teachers who came in and were spreading a false gospel, uh, a false belief in Christ. And so John writes this letter to remind the Christians what he had heard from Jesus. In fact, he establishes his credibility, his authority in uh, the first four verses. All right? And then he gets to verse 5 through our passage. He says, This is the message we have heard from him. Him is referring to the referent is the referent is uh, is, it, is that correct referent the uh, the one to whom he is referring to is Jesus. This is what Jesus the message heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now he's not saying that God is photons, right? That God is this uh, ethereal... Uh, hello. Uh, uh, this ethereal uh, spirit weird force, right? Photons or energy, which is popular in today's uh, popular world. You hear voices telling us that's what God is and you're absorbed into the energy. He's saying, no, God is light. He's actually saying God is a person. A personal being who we heard and we touched. We ate with. And He gave us a message, and this is the message. That He is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. What He's contrasting, John uses a lot of binary contrast here. A lot of black and white imagery. Whereas light represents goodness and morality. Uh, true morality, righteousness. And darkness is the opposite. It's, it's sin. Uh, he, he, he's, he's contrasting what the Bible reveals the character of God to be and what these false people are teaching their God is like. And he's saying that, no, this is the message that Jesus proclaimed. We heard it. We were witnesses. And we are proclaiming it again to you. All right, And do not believe the false message. He doesn't exactly say what it is, but by deduction we can deduce that there were a group of people who were teaching that 
that God was did not become flesh, and that sin's okay, or that they are sinless. All right, and so let, let's let's look at the text here a little bit further. He says, "God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all." Um, there's three main points today. Okay, God's nature and being define the ethical and moral standard standard for human life. God's nature and being define the ethical and moral standard for human life. And second, the atonement of Jesus' death is central to having fellowship with God and is therefore the heart of the gospel. And third, to deny the reality of sin in general or in one's own life is in essence to consider God a liar and destroys relationship with Him. So God's nature and being define the ethical and moral standards for life. The atonement of Jesus' death is central to having fellowship with God and to deny the reality of sin in general or in one's own life is the essence to consider God uh, a liar. All right, And, and um, as we know from our youth, calling someone a liar is uh, fighting words. So you don't want to make... You don't want to call God a liar. Just, you know, that's for free. This is the message we have heard from the beginning and proclaimed to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Here we see uh, kind of an unsettling scripture, I think. Uh, you know, but it's not about me. So this, this, the speaker thinks... It's unset. How's that for third person? The speaker thinks um, that uh, this speaker thinks is unsettling in that uh, we're confronted with that, with uh, hypocrisy, right? Our own hypocrisy. But uh, don't dwell on that too much. I mean, uh, the Word of God does confront us. It confronts our sin, and it and it it demands our change, which is good, which is good. But but there were people who were actually saying they had the message of Christ and John is teaching us that they walked in darkness. And, and, and today, with last, last Sunday's sermon theme was uh, the more things change, the more they're the same. It's, it, that's the same thing. The more things change, the more things uh, stay the same, right? There's people to this very day who say they have the message of God and we, we hear it all the time uh, yelled at us, not very lovingly, uh, and yet they promote walking in darkness. Walking in darkness. Uh, if we say we have fellowship while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Verse 7, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. So this brings up the topic of sin. All right, which is, uh, uh, I'm surprised, uh, well, sometimes like certain people come to church and, and like it's like God designs every sermon for them because they just happen to be there that one Sunday when sin is really talked about or, or usually giving, right? It's usually giving when, when that one person's here who never comes and they just happen to come that Sunday. So, well, this Sunday, I, I, I have to talk about sin. All right, and every Sunday we actually talk about sin, but but uh, in that we need to confess it. But he, here John addresses it and he uses the word. 
uh, sin. And so we have to talk about it. And so uh, it gives, gives uh, rise to the question of what is sin? What is sin? Uh, the uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism, uh, which is not the Bible, but which is a summary of what is taught in the Bible, it defines sin as uh, any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. It's, it's not doing what God says to do and doing what God says not to do, right? Not doing what God says to do and not doing what God says to do. Sins of omission, sins of commission, right? Uh, which characterizes my whole life, right? <laughs> just, uh, I just think of, like whenever I hear that of not doing what God says to do, it reminds me of my childhood, just, just disobedient to parents. Uh, perpetually, right, and spankings doled out every day, um, but I survived, and, and I deserved them. I'll, I'll flat out say I deserved them. I deserved the just penalty uh, for my sins as a child. And in the book of John here, um, chapter, uh, where is it? My uh, highly organized notes. 1 John 3, 4. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Sin is violating God's law. And God's law can be summarized in the Ten Commandments, which we read at the time of our confession. And Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments with the very short but powerful commandments of loving God and loving your neighbor. Uh, in the Children's Catechism, it, the question is asked, what do the Ten Commandments teach? And the, the, the answer is, the Ten Commandments teach our duty to God and our duty to our, our neighbor, our fellow man. And then the question, which gives rise to the question, who is my neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. So God commands, His righteous standard is that we love Him with our everything, with our being, all that we have, our strength, our might, our soul, our spirit, and we love our neighbor as ourselves. God, who has made everything out of nothing, has spoke the world into existence. He has the divine prerogative to make the demands. And what he demands is love. Right? But he demands also perfect, personal, and perpetual obedience. Perfect, personal, and perpetual obedience obedience for all you people who love alliterations and love to pop your peas with Peter Percival's pet pig porky who liked pie perfect perpetual and per, per, perfect perfect personal and perpetual obedience which we fail at miserable so there's a dilemma right god god says that he is light, and those who have fellowship with Him, if, if, if we say we have fellowship and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. And, he, and John uses that, that description as, do not practice the truth. It can actually be, 
translate, do not do the truth. Do not do the truth. It, it, it has to do with uh, living what you believe, right? We've heard the phrase, walk in the talk, right? Like being who you say you are, right? If you say you're, you believe in the gospel, you believe that Jesus, you should walk a certain way. All right. Um, it says we do not practice the truth. And the truth is the message of the gospel. We do not live out the truth. And, and so it's interesting you use the word truth, right? In, in our culture, truth is really just um, the facts. Just... Uh, Assenting to the facts. Uh, this is, you know, uh, you know, law of supply and demand. The facts, like it's a fact, you know. Uh, in, in plotting, you know, e trying to get equilibrium in the law of su supply and demand. I'm using economic terms, and I'm gonna get out of my league like that. Okay. There are certain factual elements, you know. Okay. Let's make it simplistically. There's, you know, there's complexities involved. There's uh, contingencies, but yet at the same time, you can, you can, you can understand it by certain principles, certain true facts. Okay, math. All right, true facts. Math's always a great example. Or, um, you know, the big thing is science, right? Just the facts. We want to get to the bottom of it. Yet, um, just the mere facts about Jesus, who he is, who he says he is. Um, to do the truth, it's not a mere assent to the, the, the facts. It, it's also uh, believing the message and being transformed by the message. The truth of the Bible transforms lives. It transforms us inwardly, and therefore our actions are changed. So, someone who says they believe the true facts of Jesus, well, it'll transform their lives, and they will do what the gospel uh commands or excuse me what what the gospel uh, they will achieve what the gospel uh, has done for us they will be who Christ has you redeemed has redeemed you to be right you'll live the gospel out verse 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin Right there is the gospel. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And it's interesting that he says here, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And you would think that, you know, like the, his log logical progression would be that you, you'll have fellowship with God, right? But he says we'll have fellowship with one another. And it's true. And, and, and it is true that we'll have fellowship with God because he says that in verse 4, right? Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, excuse me, verse 3. And then verse 4, he says, And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Excuse me. Uh, verse 3, right before that, he said, That which we have seen, we have heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. All right? And, the, and their fellowships with, the, with God. And so, yes, our fellowship will be with them, but also with God. Those who walk in the light. All right? Now, I don't want you to get the mistaken impression that I don't want you to get the cart before the horse. All right, uh, he's not saying that that uh, you walk in the light and then you know then you have fellowship with God. 
He, he's not saying that you earn your way to fellowship with God. All right. He's saying that those who are Christ will walk in fellowship with God. You will. He, he goes on further in the book, and you'll see it's very, very prominent. He, he, he's exhorting them to be who they are in Christ. That's always the message. Uh, that's, what, that's always the uh, imperatives, the commands of the New Testament. Right? They're, and they're always predicated upon first what God did. And that is the gospel. It's always predicated upon what Jesus... In fact, he says that here. He says, uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Right? It's always predicated on the gospel that the belief that the belief in God becoming a man and fulfilling and doing God's law, that which we could not do. And then, so he, he merits salvation. He fulfills the terms of the covenant. He is the last Adam. He does what Adam couldn't do. He does what Israel couldn't do. He does what we can't do. He obeys God perfectly, meriting righteousness. Then he dies our death. You guys hear this all the time. But we need to hear it. We need to hear it every day. Because our default mode is just to heap another law on ourselves. I don't care what it is. It's oh, you know, whether it's financial freedom or, or you know, um, you know, uh, uh, diet and exercise, you know, all good things, but they, you know, uh, you know, how to win friends and influence people, all these things that are good, but they're, they're, they're laws that crush us. That, you know, and, and Jesus has come to set us free from the burden of that crushing law and so that we may rest in Him. We can rest easy in God and be who He's called us to be. People who are redeemed and free to love. To really do what Deacon Jones wanted. To be happy. Happiness is not found in seeking happiness. It's found in seeking Christ. It's found in a person. Verse 8. If we, say, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here we have why we have a confession of sin every week. Confess means to have... Uh, to, uh, to declare the same thing. So when we confess our sin... We're declaring to God that you are right about everything. That you are right about me, you're right about my sin, and I am in need of a Savior. That's what, that's what confessing means. So he's saying if we confess our sins, Jesus is, uh, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's what we do it every week before uh, we come to worship God. We're just acknowledging to God, we're your redeemed people. Yes, we sin, but thank thank you for Jesus. All right, uh, you know it's we're not groveling. Uh, we you know it's not a medieval. Uh, you don't put on a hairy shirt, you know, and whip ourselves um, like people have done in the past to uh, to 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 be more contrite to show they're penitent. Uh, no. Um, even those can be forms of self-righteousness. Um, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. And so we, do, we confess that uh, daily and weekly. In fact, as Martin Luther said, 
Life should be a, a life of repentance. We should always be repenting of our sin. Um, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. God promised in Jeremiah. Unrighteous. What's that? Unrighteous. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I left out the prefix. Unrighteousness. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, God promised of a day when He'd forgive us all our sins. And that day's now in Jesus. Verse 10, If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His Word is not in us. Those who say there is no sin, make God a liar. Whether they mean it like there's no such thing as original sin, there was no fall, right? Um, or if they say, I'm perfect, I don't need Jesus anymore. Whatever it is, anyone who says they have no sin, they make God a liar. Because God has come in the flesh to redeem us because of sin. So they're saying that that message is a lie. That's, that's a grave warning. That's a grave warning. But that's not you and me. If we believe in Jesus and confess our sin. So what are we to do with this? What should we do now? Believe in the gospel continually, daily. Remind yourselves. Don't, don't heap another law on yourself when it comes to... You can't save yourself. Rest in the gospel. And, and be who you know who, who you are to be. Love God. Love your neighbor. Um, Dustin and I were having a conversation the other night about political climate, popular culture, the news. Those who demand certain things of the whole world. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what's wrong with the world. Uh, me. Sin. Sin's what's wrong with the world. And the only remedy is Jesus. All the other things are just self-help plans that, that fail. That fail. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaimed to you. That God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. As believers, we walk in the light. Because that's what we were made to do. We have a new nature. We have been born again. God gave us a new heart, new desires. And so we're to walk in those and we are to um, uh, encourage those type of behaviors in each other and in ourselves. The message of the Bible is not just about the teachings of Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about God. It's about a person. It's about Jesus. It's not just the ethics of Jesus. But those who believe in Jesus, Jesus will live the ethics. Let's pray. Our Father in Heaven, we thank You for Your Word that is truth. We ask now that You be glorified in and through us that we might live it. We ask in His name. Amen.